Good morning, kings, queens, princesses, and prince. It is June the 14th, 2021, and we're on our series of the fruit of the Spirit. We're looking at the fruit faithfulness. In looking at faithfulness, I want us all to consider the subject title, In the End, In Due Season. Again, In the End... In due season, the scripture to begin this um, reflection is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And I'm reading from the voice translation. May we never tire of doing what is good and right before our Lord because of his season. We shall bring in a great harvest if we can just persist. I just want everyone that's listening to just remember that you have a purpose. You have a purpose. Now moving on, spiritually under this heading for Galatians, Paul has just asked the Galatian Christians to be convinced once again that trusting their faith, their flesh, in this life will only lead to corruption. We should be aware that when we rely on ourselves instead of relying on God's way, it leads to decay and death. We're speaking on rituals and sacraments of the law, or we're talking about following our own selfish, sinful desires. Soul, S-O-U-L, salvation, comes only by planting the Spirit through faith in Christ for the forgiveness of our sin. God gives us His own Spirit. Only that Spirit will deliver eternal life in the end. Now, Paul also urges the Galatians not to grow tired of doing good. Doing good is definitely hard work, especially if someone begins to doubt whether it matters. Paul is urging the Galatians to just keep living in a way that is consistent with what they believe. And everyone listening, we too must live in a way that is consistent with what we believe. The Galatians were free people in Christ, and God's Spirit is with them, and so are we. Eventually, the crop of eternal life will come up, and they will see it for themselves. Let us, too, see it for ourselves. That is the crop of eternal life. In a more intermediate sense, the good works the Galatians are doing in the power of the Spirit will also bear fruit. So what you do bears a fruit. I hope that is good. God will often allow us to see how our investment of ourselves to do good matters, but in this life and in the life to come. Overall, we must rise today. Let's focus on how we should treat each other.
through the power of God's Spirit. Let us rise today. Let's restore others. We want, we will want the same when we have stuff. So rise today being gentle and full of humility. And yes, we should help to carry each other's burdens. It doesn't mean that we take away their pain. That's not our lane, nor our business. It simply means to hold them up and to point them to Christ. Lead them, feed them, yes. Clothe them, yes. Take care of what we can with gentleness. And God will take care of the rest. God is not asking us to sit down and listen to all their business and then run out and tell somebody. That is not what he's saying. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. As spoken in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Rise today being honest with ourselves about what God is doing through us. We need to take responsibility for what he has asked us to carry. Because eternal life comes from planting God's spirit by faith in Christ and not by works of the flesh. We must keep doing good. The harvest will show that we are that we planted it well. So in life we feel many times that things aren't working out. We feel that nothing we do really has any effect on what is happening in our life. I don't have postpartum experiences, but I was caught in a whirlwind of dating 30 years ago because I've been married for, seems like forever, a long time, to nice progressive men. But that showed me that while the dates were good, I was spinning wheels like a hamster on a wheel, and I couldn't get off. I kept saying, God, I feel sick of all of this, to the point of taking, eventually taking an extended break just to focus on me and see what's going on with me and my relationships with Jesus. Before you start the blame game, look at yourself and see what needs to be worked on. Because it's not necessarily the other person, but it just might be yourself. And you have to be real with yourself, especially if God is showing you the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Also, my career was on a fast track for years. I think from the age of 19 to the age of 40, I was on the fast track until about 15 years ago when it quickly turned to Snailville. All I know is that a few years after I arrived in Washington, D.C., it quickly turned to Snailville. Along the way, I educated myself. I did graduate education, I volunteered, and other numerous things to further my education and career. And instead of getting discouraged from Snailville, I decided to keep going 
and progressing myself as God will drive my car. And today, everyone, he's still driving my car as I am blind in darkness at times and need his light and guidance. And I'm sure you too can relate to what I'm saying. We can all think of experiences over our life that it took us to go into these dark spaces and had God to help bring us out. There's a sense of powerlessness as we realize that we're trying to solve a problem but still feel as if we're banging our head against a wall that does not seem to move. That sense of powerlessness can be related to what's called learned helplessness. In a research project that I recently read, there was a prominent depression researcher who did a study on dogs, where he put the dogs in a cage that had two sides separated by a wall. He shocked the, the floor of the cage, which led the dolls to jump over the wall to the other side of the cage to escape the shock. Then he took the same dolls and strapped them into the hammock that gave them the shock. At first, the dolls tried to jump to avoid the shock. But they could not escape from the shock since they were strapped onto the hammer. Later, even when he took these dolls out of that same hammock and put them into the cage with the possibility to jump over the wall and escape the shock, these same dolls lay down and passively got shocked without even trying to escape. The dolls had learned that nothing that they did allowed them to escape the shock, so they just gave up even trying. Wow, this was very hard to read and to talk about being a pet lover, but we have to look at this in terms of spirituality. On the real, Life can teach us that we are ineffective and that our behaviors don't have any effect on what happens in our life. And if we learn that lesson, we give up trying. We have now learned the word helplessness as it takes root in our life. Learned helplessness is associated with depression. It's described that quality of depression where we retreat to our bed and just give up on trying to impact the world. We give up our agency, our sense of purpose, and feelings of hope. And instead of finding ourselves deep, and we instead find ourselves deep in a deep dark hole. Once we're down that deep, it is often hard to dig our way out of it, especially if we don't even try to dig. So learned 
helplessness can maintain depression. I like to use the word crab barrel mentality. You keep being pulled down so you stay down. As we continue further into this reflection, keep Psalms 23 close to your spirit. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and your staff, they comfort me. They pre thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And let us remember Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So don't let our negative experiences be our guide. Let's rise today. Come on up and come out. Because of Jesus we do not have to accept our helplessness. We must continue to try to escape the shock because we never know. Maybe something that we do will eventually work. We must keep the faith. We must attempt to climb out of the pit of despair even when we feel as though we have no solid footing. It may be clumsy. It may feel awkward, and it may take many attempts to get out, but the only way out is to try. If you simply accept what you believe is your fate, you won't go absolutely anywhere. To try to make a change in the face of so much information teaching you that you are ineffective is difficult. It takes a leap of faith and some degree of hope and optimism. It requires even a bit of belief in yourself or at least the willingness to try to make a change. It also requires some problem solving. You must identify something that you can do that you have not tried yet. That's what we call work. It is necessary for you to fight one of the most basic processes that impacts our behaviors. That is learning and unlearned helplessness. For some, that can seem too high a mountain to climb and they remain on the floor of the cage continuously getting shocked. But if we can do it, if we can dare to take a chance that you can climb over the pit, out of the pit, perhaps it will work because we are doing the work, getting out of the pit. The only way to unlearn helplessness is to learn that we can affect change.
If we cannot do it alone, please, please ask for help. That's why Jesus is standing at the door knocking, waiting on us to open the door and let him come in. Also, the Holy Spirit leads us to other people to help us, like a therapist or a teacher, to help us to do what we need to do to, to get beyond it. Number two, with Jesus working out our soul, S-O-U-L, salvation, we must change our thoughts. If you believe that you cannot affect change, you will not even try. So if you find yourself saying, I can't, I ain't, there's nothing that I can do, I won't do it. Try changing your thoughts to, I can at least try, and this may not work, but I'll at least try. That's all, at least allow the possibility for change to take place. And then also number three, with Jesus working our soul, S-O-U-L, salvation, try and try again once you try to make a change or to find a solution to the problems in our life don't give up if the first solution doesn't work try something else and if that doesn't work try something else perseverance may be your key to helping you unlearn your learned helplessness if you only try once and it doesn't work, you may have to have only strength in it. So try anything that you can think of, no matter how little you believe that it will work. Any attempt to escape the shock, even if it fails, is better than no attempt. Throughout my personal life, when I have felt helpless, or found myself thinking that nothing that I could do will affect change. I have thought of those poor dogs laying on the floor of the cage and continuously getting shot, even though they could have escaped. I have asked myself if I am willing to be one of those dogs, and I ask you, are you? Again, I would say in this reflection, let's rise to great victory and not let people get us down let us rise today yes soul s-o-u-l salvation comes only by planting the spirit through faith in christ for the forgiveness of our sin god gives to us his own spirit only that spirit will deliver eternal life in the end and that's galatians chapter 6 verses 6 through 8 have a blessed and beautiful day in the lord remember that jesus loves you love yourselves love others forgive others hope in others have faith in others have mercy and grace and have a beautiful day